everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I'm Mostly Okay. Audrey here. Thank you so much for tuning in for another week. Um, I need to preface this episode with a couple of things. Number one, super sorry if you can hear any type of like construction sounds in the background. Uh, The apartment complex that we live in is in a constant state of disrepair, so just tune that out if you can. Um, Secondly, I would say the last two weeks of episodes um, have been pretty deeply personal and vulnerable and kind of serious and talking about topics that are difficult but also relatable. Um, Those episodes meant a lot to me and I overall got really positive feedback about them. I love when I have listeners you know, comment or message me saying like, I really like this episode. I was able to relate to this. Um, or, you know, I'm glad that someone else is in the same place as me. This was super helpful. That means so, so much. So I'm going to do my very best to kind of keep creating content that, um, you know, works for my small audience in that way. But this week, I wanted to do something a little bit different and just kind of have a fun chit-chat episode where we talk about something that I love so, so much. And if you've seen the thumbnail, the title of this episode, you know what it is. Uh, This week, we're talking about houseplants and indoor plants uh, for beginners from a beginner, which is 1000% what I would classify myself as. Um... I got into plants at the start of quarantine. I think I may have mentioned that in my first quarantine episode. Um, But it has just become this huge passion and hobby of mine. And I've done a lot of research into the different kind of like mental and health benefits of having plants. And also just the absolute joy (laughs) that it can bring you, you know, seeing them really grow and thrive um, and also the way that it can change a space in your home. So we're going to kind of touch on all of these things. I'm going to talk to you guys about the plants that I currently own, some tips and tricks that I've learned about how to keep them alive, especially if you don't have a super strong green thumb. Um, And then also like different products that I recommend if you're a first time plant owner And then if you live in Southern California, some places that I recommend to kind of check out plants. Um, So to start off, the reason that I got into plants is um, actually a little shout out to my old manager from Victoria's Secret, um, Amber. She started sharing a lot of, um, she had like a garden going at her new house. She had a ton of succulents. She had some um, vegetables and flowers growing. And I just, I loved it. I loved all the little new plants that she would pick up. And, um, so she recommended some places for me to check out. And another coworker of mine, uh, Portia, she has a beautiful plant collection that she's got ton of great plants with just really gorgeous foliage. And that was definitely something that was attractive to me. Um, so shout out to those two for really kind of getting me on the plant bandwagon. 
but also um, just a lot of the home decor pages that I follow are really centered around having bright open spaces and a ton of plants. Like they just completely change kind of the landscape and the vibe of a room. And that really got me hooked as well. So the very first plants that I bought, I got from Home Depot and they were hanging basket plants. I think I paid maybe 10 bucks each for them. And I had this vision of, I got these like kind of white marbled hanging planters that I wanted to put on either side of our bed. And so I got the hanging plants from Home Depot. Um, I got, I think it's a heart leaf philodendron and then also a golden ivy plant. And I repotted them into the planters, hung them up, and I, I thought they looked just gorgeous. Um, I feel like they made our bedroom look a little bit more mature and modern. Um, they were pretty small when I first got them and now they've grown quite a bit. If you're interested in seeing all the plants that I have, I post them very frequently on my Instagram. Um, you know, obviously on the podcast, I'm just going to be able to talk about them, but definitely check out my Instagram if you want to see, uh, my collection. So that's one of the reasons that I love having indoor plants is just their ability to really transform a space. And we live in an apartment and especially since quarantine started, I've been spending so much time at home that I wanted to have a space that really made me feel happy and good inside and it was relaxing to be in. And when Ronnie and I first move out of, moved out of our college apartment, um, you know, our furniture was like room essentials from Target. We just got the cheapest stuff we could find to kind of furnish our new place. We got some hand-me-down furniture from my grandparents, from old roommates, we had some stuff. Like everything was just kind of mix and match and it was what we had. Uh, we didn't have the ability or really the willingness to spend a bunch of money on furniture. Um, and so for a long time, honestly, our apartment just looked like crap. Like it was not well put together. It didn't have any theme or cohesiveness. Um, and so when quarantine started, I was like, I need to change this. Like I want us to have a space that feels intentional. So, you know, I developed this kind of color scheme idea that I wanted. I wanted it to be really bright with, uh, wood finishes and kind of, um, neutral tones. And once we found some new furniture that we liked, the, the area just still seemed kind of lackluster um and like it was missing something and so I just filled it with plants like I every single time that I would go to Home Depot to pick up you know a spray paint or if we needed like command hooks or something else for home improvement every single time guaranteed I was going to the nursery section and I was coming back with one or two plants um I will say like that's not the best way to go about buying them. I'll talk a little bit more later about kind of a more purposeful way to purchase plants, but 
I just became obsessed. Uh, I loved picking them up. I got plants from Trader Joe's. <laughs> like if we were just going to go grocery shopping, I got a couple of plants from there. Um, I think I bought two plants from Vaughn's. Like they just have that tiny little, they have like the flowers and then they have an orchid stand and then they have a tiny little decorative plant station. And I got a couple from there. And by the way, all of the plants that I've purchased from these places, these kind of larger, you know, industrial type stores, um, all of them have been really healthy and in good condition. There was one plant, a spider plant that I got from Home Depot that la it looked good for maybe three or four days and then it just started dying and I did everything I could think of to try and bring it back, but it must have had some type of, you know, rot or parasite or something before I got it because within a couple days it was dying. But, um, so yeah, that was my intention was I was going to use plants to really brighten up our apartment and it totally worked. I still could use about, you know, like 20 more, but I think it has really transformed the format of our apartment. Um, Beyond that, you know, I talked about this in previous episodes, but I've been struggling to kind of feel any level of productivity in quarantine. Like, because I'm not working and Ronnie is, I needed some way to contribute to our family and to feel like I was, you know, valued and that I was making or producing something that mattered. And so kind of redoing the apartment was a huge project for a while. And I still have, you know, a bunch of things that I want to do and change. But, you know, remodeling and stuff is expensive. So I have to do that in strides. Um, but plants help kind of fulfill that purpose. Like being able to watch them grow if you start off with something small, um, Propagating is something that I'm still trying to kind of figure out and do so that I can make my own plants at home. I don't have to go out and spend money on them. Um, propagating is where you kind of, whether it's by cutting or division or sowing, you take um, bits from plants that you already have and then you can either propagate them in water or soil. And then it's like you have two plants made from one. Um, so I'm still trying to figure that out and kind of get that going. Um, and they just, they, they made me feel better during the day. I was like, I have something to tend to, to watch, to make sure that they're thriving. Um, and that was, I think, beneficial for sure for my mental state to just have something besides my unemployment and my constant state of being in the house to focus on. So that for sure helped a lot. And beyond the kind of mental health benefits of having houseplants, there's also, you know, physical health benefits. Um, a lot of plants help decontaminate, decontaminate and purify the air. So especially right now in, you know, wildfire season, having good air quality in your home is really important. Um, so that's something you know, to think about as well. If you need more than just a they look pretty reason to get plants, there you go. 
Um, so now I want to take a little bit of time and talk about the plants that I have and ones that I maybe recommend for first time plant owners or other beginners and maybe ones that I don't recommend um, just based on the difficulty of care or whatever. Um, so I'm looking at this. I have this app called Picture This, which is one of the products I wanted to mention later, but I'll talk about it a little bit now. Um, this app is awesome. First of all, I was using it initially just to identify plants. Um, sometimes the stickers at different stores mislabel plants. Um, sometimes they don't have an identification tag at all. And knowing what a plant is, is really important to make sure that you're caring for it correctly, because then you know how much light they need, how much water they need, what their fertilizer needs are. Um, and then you can make sure that they're as healthy as they can be. So I don't know if I can remember exactly where I got all of these. So I'll just kind of go through the list of what I have. Um, so I have a baby rubber plant. I think I got this one from Trader Joe's. I'm pretty sure. Um, so it's just a cute little... It's an American pepper plant. Um, should I even say the scientific names? I feel like I'm going to mess them up so bad. But um, it's, its most notable quality is the glossy rounded leaves, which tend to create a wide crown. Some of this stuff I'm just going to be reading from Picture This. It gives you all this really great info like the description, the name story. It tells you how much you can expect it to grow. Um, it tells you the different conditions that it requires. It has a care guide. And then picture this also has a tool where you can problem diagnose. So if your plant is wilting or yellowing or has spots, you take a picture of it and picture this will kind of offer a couple different reasons of why the plant is doing that and also give you solutions about how to try and you know, fix the problem before you lose the plant completely. So I have a baby rubber. Um, I have a snake. I have two snake plants. I have a dragon tree. I used to have a spider plant, but that one died. Um, I have several types of palms. So I have a ponytail palm, a cat palm, and a pygmy date palm. Um, the pygmy date one, we actually keep on the patio. It requires full sun. And it, it's like the big palm trees that you see. Um, if you keep it in a pot, you can kind of control its growth. But it's like the large palm trees. So that one we just keep on the patio. Um, I also have, like I said, the heartleaf philodendron. I have a dumb cane. This one I think I'm having the most trouble with as far as keeping it healthy and alive. Um, its bottom leaves were like gradually yellowing and then they would just fall off and so I did a little bit of a problem diagnosis and its soil was too acidic um or or sorry not too acidic it was too alkaline so I needed to make the soil more acidic um so I added the acidifier and it said it can take a couple weeks to work so I'm hoping that I can save it before it leaves before it loses too many leaves um, I also have an Arabian coffee plant that I got from Trader Joe's. This one's pretty cool. What I like is that it's 
very, it will like visually tell you when it needs water. So it'll droop and wilt almost to where it's like laying down. And that's how you know that it needs to be watered. So it's nice when the plants give you like a physical sign. Um, I also have a giant taro plant, which um, picture this also identified as an elephant ear plant. But then I also got told it was a monstera plant. So I'm not 100% sure. Either way, the conditions like it needs um, quite a bit of sun and I keep it moist and it just sprouted a new leaf, which if you follow me on Instagram, you saw, I watched the whole unfurl. It was so satisfying. Um, I have several golden pothos plants. This one, 100% recommend for first time plant owners. It's so hard to kill, first of all, and it's just an extremely lush, like trailing plant. It's absolutely gorgeous. And like I said, really easy to take care of. Um, I think I got one from Home Depot for like 10 bucks. That was a good size. I got one from, what's it called? It's like the California Nursery for I think 10 bucks. And they're just beautiful. So if you're starting off, like definitely get a Golden Pothos. Um, the snake plants as well are incredibly popular right now. And those are also like impossible to kill. They're super, super hardy. So if you're a beginning plant owner, I definitely recommend a snake plant as well. Um, I have a Chinese evergreen, which is really beautiful, nice and lush. Um, I have a Boston fern, another great one that is just incredibly hardy. Um, it's a great kind of hanging plant. Um, they need a little bit more shade. So just kind of be careful of your placement with that one. And then the other plant that I have is a jungle velvet, um, also known as a calathea. This one's beautiful. It's got gorgeous like purple underleaves and then bright green stripes. This one's cool because the leaves close up when it gets dark and then they kind of unfurl as more lights hit it. It's a more tropical plant, so it doesn't require a ton of light. Um, but it does need pretty high humidity. So I have a mister that I hit it with a couple times a day. Um, I think that's another good one for if you don't have a lot of natural light in your apartment. Like the snake plant, does it requires low light. So that's a good one if you don't have many um, like good big windows or like a nice patio to keep plants on. Um, so that is one of the biggest things. And like, I was talking about this a little bit earlier, I guess the best thing I've learned as I've continued to purchase more plants is to pick a space that you want to plant and then purchase the plant for that space and not the other way around. Don't just go blindly picking out like, oh, this one looks good. This one looks good and bring those home because you need to make sure that you're able to put them in the proper light conditions during the day. Um, and just, it's better to have a space already set aside where you're like, oh, this gets, you know, low to medium light and kind of fill it with the plants that have that need. So that's one of my number one tips when it comes to purchasing plants. Um, secondly, I would say 
don't don't be nervous about picking plants that are not you know incredibly hardy or you know plants that say impossible to kill super easy to care for don't be afraid of getting ones that have a little bit more difficulty because it's much easier to keep plants alive than you think it is um, I'd say the number one problem that I have already experienced and I've had to kind of pull back and recover from is overwatering is way bigger of a problem than underwatering. So if you're someone who has repeatedly been like, oh, I, I just kill plants. I don't have a green thumb. I can't keep anything alive. Think about how much and how often you're watering your plants because it might be more than what they need. Um, I also, I do use a Google calendar to kind of, um, for my plants that have heavier water needs, I have them on a watering schedule and a fertilizing schedule. But for most of them, I just kind of look and I check their soil. I check to see, you know, if their leaves are getting brittle or dry or falling off. And that's when they get watered. Like I'm not super specific or you know, obsessive over it. And that is what I think has helped keep my, what do I have, like 15 plants alive for going on, you know, six, seven months now. So always err on the side of underwatering. That's like my biggest recommendation if you haven't had plants before. And then finally, if you're seriously concerned that you know, you're just going to purchase them and kill them and you're not going to be able to keep them alive or help them, you know, thrive and grow. Fake plants are a great alternative. I definitely prefer having real plants. Um, I think there's just something more satisfying about having them. But like I was talking to my sister about, you know, her kind of redoing and changing up her apartment. And so I recommended plants because they are so transformative in different spaces. And she had the same concerns like, oh, I'm just going to kill them. There's, you know, I don't know if I could have real ones. And you have, she has pets too. So that's something to kind of think about. But fake plants are a great alternative. You can get really beautiful, lush, good quality fake plants from like any type of home goods store, really. And those have the exact same effect as real plants. You can get um, kind of like the ivy strands and stuff from craft stores and you can trail those over, you know, windows or counters and they look really beautiful. So if real plants aren't your jam, then there's definitely, you know, an alternative for you to check out. And the last thing that I wanted to talk about is products and places that I recommend if you live in Southern California. The products, the ones that I most highly recommend are all from Amazon. And I do actually have like Amazon associate links for those. So if you're checking this out through Facebook or Instagram, I'll have the links in the description. And then if you're listening listening on any of the podcast sites, the links will be in the description of this episode so that you can check them out. So first and foremost, I would say the product that has most helped my kind of plant game is... I believe it's just called a moisture stick from Amazon. Like I said, the brand will be listed in the link, but basically it has three settings. It has moisture, pH, and also light. And you stick 
it in the soil of your plant and it tells you how wet the soil is. So if your plant needs more or less water, it can let you know. Um, it will test the pH of your plant and you can usually Google if plants need soil that is more acidic or more alkaline and that'll kind of tell you, you know, what range it should be in. And the stick also comes with kind of a guide card that has like 30 or 40 of the more popular popular indoor houseplant types. And it'll say like, oh, this, you know, palm's usually like a moisture level of six. And then you can test the moisture. And if your palm's at like a three or a four, you might need to water it, that kind of thing. And then you can also, if you face the stick towards, I, I believe it's supposed to be towards the nearest window, it'll tell you if your plant is getting enough light. So it also on that index card has light identifiers um, that'll help you see if your plant's in a good position. And that has been so helpful. It makes checking uh, the moisture levels in the plants so much easier. And the pH is how I figured out what was wrong with my dumb cane. So hopefully I can save that one. I'll keep you guys updated. The next product or tool that I recommend that has really been excellent if you have a terrible sense of direction, which I do, is just a compass app on your phone. A lot of, you know, the little plant care tags or if you're using the app, picture this, it'll tell you like this cat palm does best in a west facing window or something like that. So on the compass app, I just check to see which direction my windows are facing because we have windows at very odd angles in our apartment and that has helped me kind of determine you know how much light they're getting during the day and if they're in the right spot um, so just it's a free you know basic compass app on your phone if you don't already have one uh, next is picture this which I've already talked about it helps you identify plants it helps you diagnose problems with your plants you can add them to your own personal garden so that you can check in on them. It gives you kind of the history and genus of the plant, how to care for it, what it needs, hardiness conditions, and other like common problems that this plant may experience so that it's a little bit, you know, preventative. It's a really great app. I want to say, let me see if I can pull it up really quick. I have, I think, the premium service, which I want to say is $9.99 a month. I'm not 100% sure, but there's different levels where you can, you know, obviously access different features. Pretty sure I just have the basic one, um, and it works great. It does everything that I need it to do. Let's see, what else? Ooh, another thing that I think is essential. If you live in a small apartment or a small space like Ronnie and I do, we don't have the room or the ability to like have a humidifier and i have quite a few plants that prefer you know more regular moisture so just get like a little mister bottle and since i'm home you know all day i can mist them a couple times and that gives them the right amount of moisture it has really helped keep the plants looking super lush and green um, during these last couple days when it was like upper 90s. So when it's really hot, it's nice to kind of protect the foliage from 
burning or drying out. So a little spray bottle, I bought it off of Amazon. Definitely, definitely get one of those. Uh, you're going to need a watering can for sure. Oh, and I haven't even talked about, I, beyond just the like indoor plants that I have, I've also started a little bit of a like vegetable and herb. I can't even call it a garden yet because they just recently sprouted, but I've planted some bell peppers, tomatoes, and I also planted rosemary and basil. And I just got those like instant, they're like the cardboard instant pots from Home Depot. It was a pack of like eight for maybe $6 or something. And I added a little bit of an organic soil that already had feed in it, popped them in, gave them a little bit of water and they're already sprouting. So once those get a little bit bigger, I'm going to go ahead and repot them and we'll have a nice little garden set up on the patio, which I'm super excited about. That's been a goal of mine as we've been trying to live more sustainably, um, is trying to grow whatever of our own food that we could. Obviously we have limited space, but tomatoes and bell peppers are something we consume regularly. So I'm super excited about that. And yeah, I think I touched on everything I wanted to. I hope that for people who are listening to this who already love houseplants, I hope that there's, you know, some tips in here that are helpful for you and you could just relate to the absolute joy that plants bring me. It's so real. And if you're someone who has been curious or even nervous to kind of hop on the plant bandwagon that is totally taking over 2020, like don't be afraid. Go to, you know, your local plant nursery. Um, Definitely, you know, shop small local nurseries if you can and just grab one or two and kind of get your collection started. And I swear they're going to make you so much happier. They're going to change your home. And it's just a really fun and healthy hobby. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope that you enjoyed this episode. Um, As always, please give me comments and feedback and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. And I'm going to go ahead and sign off. Happy Tuesday. (laughs) 